Hey everyone, welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And it is good to be back. We've got holidays coming up this week. Um, our friends in the U.S. are celebrating Thanksgiving this week, so we want to wish all of our listeners in the U.S. a very happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you... And we're selling, celebrating it too. Yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, everyone is, by the time you hear this, hopefully you recovered from your your turkey coma if that's the case um and they're enjoying some good leftover turkey sandwiches or something um but anyway uh this week we want to tackle um a, a, an interesting topic but before we get into that just uh, we had a really great time um last weekend with our hangout on zoom our live chat with our supporters so thanks to all of those people that who was showed a blast up. we had a good time we had a really great conversation if you missed it, you're one of our show supporters. Um, um, we will hope to do it again. And uh, you can join our sponsor, our, our show over at imagedoctorsphoto.com and have access to not only things like that, but also our private blog and articles and video bonus episodes. So thanks again to all of our supporters. We really do appreciate it. Yep. This week, we're going to try to tackle something which we've tackled before, but it's that whole issue of what do you do when your friends or family or whoever, they know you're a photo enthusiast, and then they come up to you and say, hey, I'm thinking about getting a camera. What would you recommend? It's it's a slippery slope, but I hate that question. Well, and to be really specific... There's another dimension to this, which is, they say, thinking about getting a camera, and I can't spend much money at all. That's I'm the thinking about used ones. Well, or they're thinking about, I have $500 to spend in total, mm -hmm. perhaps. Um, this is a difficult place to be. Um, and, it, and it certainly brings up the idea of used gear as an option. So we're going to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that some of those choices but i will say we're not going to hit the 500 mark with a lot of well these. it's almost impossible right <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you start talking about any some interchangeable any interchangeable lens system so i think what you have to do is first ask the question is getting a assuming that you have a very tight budget means you're probably getting an older used model digital camera of some kind is that really a good idea at all and and let's just do a quick check I, I kind of already know the answer but based on things we've talked about in the past when this question has come up to you over let's say the last three years what mm -hmm. percentage of the time have you told them just stick with your cell phone um after having the conversation if it's a true just you know, period not yet yeah, probably 90 plus percent of the time exactly Same if they here. weren't already a photography hobbyist you know looking for a different you know there, there, there's you know people come up to me and say all right i have all this old stuff i'm looking to get a newer camera what would you recommend that's a different mm -hmm. category if you're mm -hmm. already more or less a hobbyist or an enthusiast maybe just let it you got away from you for a while and you're getting back into it i'll have a different answer but if it's just one of my friends you know or someone on social media i mean this happened to me just this past summer 
and went through, oh, I have this old, old, you know, rebel camera. Maybe I can use that to take our group photos, you know, indoors at the convention center. I said, no, use your phone. You'll be a lot happier. The, the variant I've got multiple times is I've got new kids. I've got new grandkids, some, something like that. And I would like to have better photos of them. I'm thinking about getting a camera. Usually I will end up convincing the people that they ought to either upgrade their cell phone or just figure out how to better use it. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, you know, we were, we were brainstorming on this. And if you think about it, especially with some of the newer phones, I mean, if you're shooting a 10 year old phone, okay. Yeah. You've got issues there, but you know, with the, with any of the phones that have come out in the last, say, three or four years, the image quality is pretty good. The feature sets are pretty good. A lot of times you just don't know that they're there. And I think one of the key things is that if you're using a camera system rather than your cell phone, you, you need to have a certain degree of post-processing knowledge to get past the point that your cell phone will get to on its own. You just will. So you have to be willing to invest that time or already know it in order mm -hmm. to make any of the cameras that we talk about really work well for you. So if there's a theme, what I would say is unless you're willing to not only learn how to use the camera and learn how to work with the files, the phone pictures will look better for quite some time. Because what you get by just pressing the button with the computational photography tools that we've talked about with these cameras being able to do kind of, you know, automatic HDR types of computations in real time, um, you'll be pretty disappointed with what comes out of a, a, an interchangeable lens camera system just by shooting JPEG mode. Yeah. You know, if that's yeah, all you were doing, you're, you're just not going to get the kind of quality. On the flip side, if you are willing to go down that path, there's some really wonderful things and tremendous quality you can get out of a, of a, of a you know interchangeable lens camera, because mm -hmm. of things like the larger format sensors and the cleaner and and having choices for lenses that give you different looks and you know right. ability to control settings to freeze action or do whatever. Right? You can't. You don't get a lot of those choices when using a phone. The next big decision or discussion item would be mirrorless versus DSLR. And at this point, I would personally only recommend a DSLR to, someone's, to someone whose budget was so constrained that that was really the only viable option when you looked at both the bodies and the lenses. Um, or who really wanted to get a DSLR for some reason. Maybe they've been shooting a mirrorless camera and they want the DSLR experience for some reason. Maybe someone in their family had one. They always thought they were cool, you know, a specific model, all sorts of reasons. But to me, the, the issue with a, recommending a DSLR is I just feel like it's a short-term solution. It's not mm -hmm. a system that's going <laughs> to work for someone in the long run. Well, I look at it. They're going to get rid of it. I look at it even differently too. Um, they're not being, you know, R&D isn't going into DSLRs. 
So the good news is there is a ton of stuff on the used market for it. But here's the deal. Even the small DSLRs are fairly large. They're going to be bulkier than some of the smaller mirrorless options that we'll talk about. Um, and if that creates, um, uh, if it impedes your desire to go out and shoot because you've got to carry something that's larger, you know, that can get in the way. Um, and then they're not going to have the, the feature sets. And I think if you're learning photography, you know, this is a different thing. If you're learning photography, you really haven't messed with any cameras, I honestly think, I think you'd agree that the mirrorless is the one to learn on. Absolutely. There's so many advantages of having even a lower end mirrorless camera in terms of learning exposure, being able to preview exposure in your viewfinder, being able to see the histogram in your viewfinder, all of these things, especially with some of the newer you know, focusing systems, just it's better technology, even, even in the used market most of the time. You have to go back pretty far <laughs> to get ones that aren't aren't great. Um, so so I think you know. On the other hand, I mean, we were looking up some used DSLR prices, and you know, an old Rebel XT was like what thirty nine dollars or something <laughs> like that. You know, thirty five bucks, insane. So if you have some, there's clearly using, lots of value with something like that. Yeah, I mean, and if you if you knew how to use an SLR, using a DSLR isn't really that much harder. But you're still going to have to process the images. You're mm -hmm. still going to have to go through that all of those things, and they still require a lens. So you're going to have to spend something somewhere. Yeah. So we don't really have any recommendations for specific used DSLRs, but any of the lower end models can easily be had for under two hundred and fifty dollars for a body. I mean, there's a well, few. Well, to be clear, we do yeah. have recommendations we, for oh, that's right. DSLRs. At, yeah, there's there's a <laughs> I'm couple. I'm looking but, at the list. Right, we're looking at our list, but but most of the <laughs> stuff um, it, we don't have any recommendations for the lower end DSLRs. Right, but like if you the wanted Rebel a class, now one thing you can do with a DSLR is you can get a used one and afford a much fancier one, professional grade model than what you might have been able to afford at the time. And so we can talk about some of those. And there are use cases for that. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Right. And then we'll we'll talk to, you know, some of those little differences. Do we want to start with DSLRs just because we only have a few of them on the on the list and where they would be useful? Sure. I mean, whatever. We can go no, whichever that's fine. we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and and also... The recommendations that we have on here are not something that we've read about or whatever. Between the two of us, we've used all of the cameras on our list. And Mostly they're me. good. They're decent. Mostly me. But, Mostly you, yeah. But we have. Well, I, I've used a bunch on the first part of our list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you were going to get a DSLR, one, one, you know, two, two reasons, you know, again, price. Uh, there's sort of two ways I could see you going with with this. Someone who wants to get, you know, inexpensive way of getting a higher megapixel sensor, you know, higher resolution for like landscape photography, where you don't need the best autofocus system necessarily. Um, another option would be for things like action and sports, right? Uh, or potentially wildlife photography. So for, I, I'm looking at our list, there's a couple of decent options for people who are looking at you know, landscape photography, you know, higher res. One is the Nikon D810. 
You can get those for very, very little camera. outlay under five hundred dollars. Um, Thirty-six meg pe- right. megapixels, and it had some refinements that the D eight hundred cameras did not. You know, much quieter, smoother shutter, and some other things. So it was a a very nice step upwards, and it, it's priced at a very reasonable right. point now. And then we've also got a couple of Canon 5Ds, the Mark II and Mark III. Well, before we leave Nikon, right? The other. Well, I'm just saying we... for that 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 higher megapixel stuff that those would be similar, right? In terms of their, in terms of their feature no. set. I was thinking the 5D was more of the full frame. You know, you're getting a full frame sensor. Yeah, you are. Yeah, um, not as high of resolution as no, no, the D8. D810 has the higher resolution. Yeah. But sticking with Nikon, there's some other ones out there. All-purpose camera, D700, right? Yeah, wonderful camera and very cheap. Just 12 megapixels, but gosh, it produced very nice images. And, um, you know, if you want to spend a little bit more and similarly don't mind 12 megapixels, the D3 or the D3S, bulkier camera, built-in vertical grip, but, you know, wonderful results right and if you were looking to do sports pictures a d3s you you know very good yeah you can even get into the d4 category very affordably too so there there are a bunch of nikon dslr options there that are good Um, what um so you want to stay with canon or go yeah we'll switch to the canon dslrs yeah for canon dslrs the two that i would look at just from a price point and features category would be the 5d mark ii and the 5d mark iii and i would say you know go for the three if you can these are both cameras that have resolutions in the low 20s um 20 meg low 20 megapixel category that's sufficient for most things um they're very nice handling very nicely made the mark iii's got a better autofocus system for sure, which is why I would lean that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and these but, were go-to cameras for a lot of wedding photographers. Oh gosh, yeah, and portraits all the time. Yeah, and again with these, you got to pair a lens with them. That's you know, but there are a lot of options, especially on the used market for DSLR. Yeah, very lenses. expensive, inexpensive. Okay, um, if you choose, so that those are those are just some options for you know, good values on what were higher end, you know, solid DSLR cameras that you can get now and they still can deliver excellent results if that's what you're looking for. Yep. We, of course, still prefer mirrorless for all the reasons we've said. And if you're going to go that direction, where where are the values out there right now? If, If we start with the Nikon ones, um, I think the Z6, you know, the original Z6 is a very good deal. Um, prices are pretty low. It, it really has most of the features that you would still find in the Z6 too. That wasn't an enormous change in terms of, of um, upgrades. So the original Z6 is mm-hmm. a good option. If you find a Z5 used, that, that's a good option too. You will pay a little more for the lenses if you want the native ones. Yeah. But the excellent optical quality of those lenses is, you know, can't mm-hmm. be understated. They're very, very good. And um, if you're doing landscapes, the original Z7 
while it mm -hmm. costs more, that would be a nice choice. Because yeah, then you're at what forty five megapixels, right? Mm -hmm. And that's you know. So for a, th those cameras, won't have the refined autofocus systems um, in terms of speed that even some of the DSLRs have. Mm -hmm. They're just going to be a little bit slow. They're not bad, but you know, if if you were on a budget and you had to choose between you know, one of those, I wouldn't select a Z6 for high school sports. Right. There, there might be better options. Right. Moving on to Canon brand cameras. It's a little bit harder with mirrorless, at least for me. Um, some of their earlier ones were just a little bit awkward. And, but one that I think can be a, a reasonable choice, it's pretty inexpensive, is the Canon RP which was a, it's a full frame model camera, uses the current RF mount that you, you know, the cameras like the R5 and the R3, et cetera, use. It's, um, it's a simpler camera, doesn't have as nice of autofocus system, but it's very compact and light and would make a great family camera. So that's probably the one I would recommend. With the other ones, they're the ones that I think are more desirable, um, and have fewer issues or are too current to be really great used buys, mm -hmm. frankly. Okay. Well, that, that makes doesn't sense. mean they're bad cameras. It's just not as much bang for the buck. Now, if you were interested in a mirrorless system and getting into, you know, enthusiasts for maybe wildlife or sports, mm -hmm. Sony's got a couple of options, right? Cause they've got a great autofocus system. In, in their mirrorless cameras. Yeah, there's their autofocus system. Most of the line. Yeah, it's it's been pretty solid for a while, starting with their three series cameras. So the A7 III, um, which is the lower resolution um, camera in that generation, or the A7R III, which is the higher res camera. It was like 42 megapixels. Mm -hmm. Those are very nice cameras. Not dirt cheap, but they're very good. I uh, have plenty of longevity left. Very nice features. Lots of lens choices too. Lots of lens choices. So Tons that, of them. That's a good thing. Yeah. Now, if you want to go small, and that's a viable thing too. You know, we've talked mm -hmm. about smaller form. So everything we've talked about up until this point have all been 35 millimeter full frame sensor cameras, mm -hmm. I think, if I'm looking at my list correctly. Um, the smaller sensors can give you some tremendous uh, benefits sometimes they're you know not only are they sometimes less expensive but you don't need giant lenses for them right uh, you because you're getting the crop factor equivalent right you're getting that extra reach through the smaller sensor so one option is with micro four thirds cameras and there's two that we we have on our list they're both olympus cameras and uh, the first one um, is nice and compact and very well built. I have one that I purchased used for under $400, and that's the EM5 Mark II, the OMD EM5 Mark II. Lots of letters there. Um, it's a small form factor. It doesn't have a huge grip on it. It has a little bit of a grip on it. It's metal construction. It's It just feels very solid. Yeah, controls are really nice. It's just 16 megapixels, but that's not that much less than the current 20 that are used in most micro four thirds cameras. So that I don't consider that a big deal. The no. one comment I would want to make on it 
is it's not the best camera for sports or action. It sure. doesn't have phase detect autofocus. Right. But, but for travel for tra- or people or whatever, yeah, it's pretty it's nice. Wonderful. Just and there's some really compact lenses that you can get for it for if you're willing to go with a little slower apertures. You know, the, this camera, I have a 14 to 42 zoom. It's a pancake zoom. And it telescopes out when you turn. It's a power zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put that camera with that lens in your coat pocket and have a walkabout camera with excellent fe- modern features, stabilization, etc. And you'd have a 28 to 84, 28 to 85 essentially range, which for most street kind of stuff is great for travel mm-hmm. photography. Yeah. And then the other Olympus that we had on the list is the EM1 Mark II. And that's a very nice camera. Um, the original EM1 was a very good camera too. It's just with the Mark II, they really added some substantial upgrades in terms of speed, autofocus, computational features, you know, like um, the high res shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of things. And it, it's a camera that still holds up well. It's it's not the absolute best sports camera, although you can use it for that. It's just not the best. Um, but it's a very strong camera in every other way. Because these were the made. flagships, right? The EM1 yeah. model were sort of the top. And mm-hmm. this has a larger grip um, for the people who are out there. You know, th- this is still a fairly small body but think more like slightly smaller than a nikon z6 might have been or yeah you know, and, and really category. nicely made you know feels great in the hands not some cheap thing it's it's a good one and, and the there are lots are of used lenses available for all the micro filters yeah. cameras both from olympus from right. panasonic from others so that's a, a bonus so. yeah and then, and then another one that's also um smaller sensors it's from Fuji, right, Rick? The the XT2, yeah. which you yeah, had. that that one I think is probably one of the single best combinations of of price and features, and as as well as longevity and ease of upgrading and stuff like that. It's just a, a wonderful camera. It was a huge upgrade over the XT1, which was a nice camera. Uh, it was just first generation, and with the XT2, they really through some nice upgrades in there, it remains really, really good. Um, again, not the best action camera, although you can do things with it. But for everything else, just great, wonderful handling. You have to like the control layout, which is you know kind of old school. Aperture rings on most of the lenses, mm-hmm. shutter speed speed dial on the top. That's you know that can More be retro. both a pro yeah. or a con, depending on your viewpoint. I, I can view it both ways, but I think it's a great camera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had an X-T1. I still have it, but, uh, you know, I enjoyed using it. There yeah. were just and things this is... it that I wish were better, and I think that's what came out with the X-T2. Yeah, it's it's a really good one. So, you know, again, just to summarize that, and we have one little other little wrinkle that we'll throw in, but, you know, think about the reason why you want, you know, ask that person, your friend, why is it? that you want a camera and if you know over your phone and if the answer is well it should take better pictures that's not really the answer it can take better pictures if you invest in it and you invest not only some money um which we're trying to help you with here but also the time to learn 
because if you just put your you know any of these cameras on program mode with a slow zoom lens and shoot jpegs you might not be all that happy with what it did right you know you might think your phone was better until you put in some time to learn what those things really mean now an alternative and we're going to just leave with this you know fun a little more fun note because it's holiday times and things are on sale including used products and whatever but if you're already an enthusiast right maybe you're listening to us and you say but you know what about me are, are there things that you might be tempted to go in you know we're going to you know lead you down the path of temptation right <laughs> right but you know an ultra, another way of looking at used stuff is to or sales is to get into a system that is different than what you have right now because maybe you're just feeling like you want something you know for a completely different use case or experience right you know and that could be for most of us who who grew up shooting DSLRs or maybe have mirrorless that could be medium format cameras digital ones we're talking mm-hmm. about and the advantage of these of course is that the image quality is so good it's just hard to describe how how wonderful these images come back and we're talking cameras in the 50 megapixel and up territory um and there's actually some decent buys out there right now i say decent income this is a relative term (laughs) yeah but because there's been you know a fair amount of change in that market recently new cameras coming on um, some of the older ones are really discounted quite a bit, you know, on the used market or even on the new market in some cases. Mm-hmm. So one I'll highlight is I, these are both Fujis. I think they're by far the best values out there in terms of usability and price and everything. Uh, the first one is the GFX 50S. That was their original medium format camera, 50 megapixels, um, not speedy autofocus, but wonderful image quality. Uh, you know the Fuji lenses are great, and so when you portraits, landscapes, that, things that aren't you know, yeah, not when you combine them with that uh, sensor, the images are just stunning. They really are, really really nice, and that can be fun. Um, a more recent one that I was using until not very long ago when I upgraded, and it still remains a great camera, is the GFX 100s, and because of that, the 100 Mark II coming out the price kind of fell out of the that market. The prices have dropped on both the used market and even new ones quite a bit. And you can get some real steals. And if you've been thinking about medium format, boy, that's a good camera. It is a really good camera. I admittedly haven't been thinking about medium format, but I've seen your photos there. You know, the image quality is tremendous. And I've had some clients in the past show up with things like phase one medium format cameras which are you know crazy expensive and and, you know, and much what less you can portable do, yeah. yeah but what you can do with those files is just mind-blowing i mean you yeah, really it, can get fun. some good quality out you know and that's where you're going to see differences so we'll put a list of these out on our um along with the podcast and on our blog we'll have a, a list of these for our supporters to review and you can take a look at that imagedoctorsphoto.com I think that's all the time we have again hope everyone had a wonderful holiday weekend and we will see you next time all right bye bye